previously last week, following up on strange lights emanating from the backwaters of Nebraska, you all were assigned to Plate Air Force Base to determine the source of these uh, emanations. The last stop in the airman's way to a dishonorable discharge, your arrival was rubber-stamped and you were processed into a cadre of bottom-of-the-barrel degenerates that make up this base's personnel. Major Spruce, the base's commander, invited you to a poker night, and heading over into the offices, uh, the officers' club, you notice the arrival of an odd black van about the size of a FedEx or UPS truck that parked over nearby the graveyard, at which point two guards with heavy assault rifles and bulky motorcycle helmets flanking the rear doors disgorged and stood next to the van. But I'm sure it's nothing to worry about. As you all head head into the officer's club and sit down, Major Sprug goes ahead and as you guys pulls out chairs for you, as you sit down at the circular table with green felt on top and starts dealing cards, and you guys immediately, uh, you can taste the cigar, heavy cigar smoke in the air, beers are poured, and you guys are enjoying some brews, sitting down to play some cards. Alright, gentlemen, what are you thinking? Texas Hold'em? Five card draw? Well, what are you thinking? I'm pretty beautiful. John, I do not know how to play card games. Me neither. Oh, fuck. Alright, Texas Hold'em it is, boys. Here's two cards. Uh, put these in the hole, one face up. Here you go. I prefer checkers. Any up. <laughs> he goes ahead and throws I guess in a poker checkers. chip. Uh, looks up, expecting you guys to do the same. Uh, we do that, then. We do that. Kind of just following his lead, you go ahead and start playing some poker, and after a few hands, you figure out the basics of it. You got a card in the hole and another card face up and you're trying to make straights and flushes and you know, twos of a kind. It's pretty pokery. Oh, I have the the best stat for this. Charisma, obviously, because, you know, poker face or something like that. My, 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 I don't know. Poker face, my, my poker face. I love Lady Gaga. <laughs> can't be my, can't be my. Make a charisma roll to see how good your poker face is. Sure. I'm going to go th- do that in the dice rolls, if it loads. Okay, loaded. Yeah, loaded. <laughs> loaded. <laughs> loaded with the sauce. D100. Loaded all over my dice. <laughs> yeah, nice. 19. 19? Mm-hmm. You said you had a good charisma? 80. Okay. Okay, yeah. Stone-faced. He can't read you, and... Yeah, you Stoned are... face? Hey, stand-faced, bruh. <laughs> Yeah, you're throwing them off, and you are unreadable, and after a few minutes, you are watching the chips pile up into a big stack in front of you. Money, money, money. Money. Wait, I can't let capitalism get to me. No, you love the money. You worship the money. I do love the money. There's nothing better than the money. The money is better than sex. The money is better than drugs. The money is the drug. You are an American money is the drug and your love and purpose in living you want more money 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 and then what we were playing again who cares it's money <laughs> uh, my character doesn't win anything he's completely empty 
<laughs> First 10 minutes, you're out of money already? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that just makes you sad. That makes you so sad, you just feel the feelings of intense feels come over you, and you're just mad, you want to take out your gun and shoot everyone in their fucking face and then take the money. Good what because... is this, the quiet kid in school? Uh, but each of you, please make sanity rolls. Oh, sure. Eleven. Sounds like you're fine. John? I uh, succeed. Barely. So you, John, you're pretty sure you see some of these poker chips extend legs and start walking across the table, but then when you look at them, the legs pop away and they stop moving. Like little ants, hmm. little ant legs pick them up and they're slowly scurrying with these poker chips across the table, but but no, it's, you're just imagining it. You're just probably pissed I off. Make a men- I make a mental note to share with John. Can you go ahead and push him some poker chips across the table so you can stay in the game? Mm-hmm. You push him some poker chips and yeah, about another 30 minutes goes by before again, this weird wave of emotion comes over you. It's like a pulse. You know, you're one you're looking in the beer and you see these sudsy bubbles floating up. You can almost like taste the sparkles of the beer and you look around and maybe it's the lights, they're just really really vibrant you you when you walked in here you thought it was kind of like a dim mid-afternoon kind of sunset vibe just very relaxed but now it's just so bright in here each of you please make another sanity roll yeah i love rolling gambling i'm fine oh john john failed yeah we got an 89 so john you look over and you thought that Major Sprug, when you received the poker chips, he kind of, you know, smirked. He's like, oh, believe this amateur over here. He's got to get bailed out by his buddy. You want to say the government always needing to bail out? Oh, ridiculous. And, and as it continues, his agitation, Major Sprug's, is it's increasing. You can see these long beads of sweat begin to to pool at the base of his neck and just these long sweat stains underneath each arm and you're pretty sure that god damn he's gonna get dehydrated he he needs 15 liters of water (laughs) so you're gonna take a point one point of sanity damage go ahead and subtract that from your sanity total my sanity right now is 57 49 don't need it also I I better start thinking about what kind of disorder I will get when my breaking point comes around. I've already taken a look at them, selected a few. I definitely know what my disorder will be if I ever get there. Oh, I have a few. We just... So, John, you look outside, and right outside, the bay windows of this officer's club is pretty luxurious. Not a lot of the accommodations on this Air Force base are particularly fancy. It's out in the middle of nowhere. This is a uh, pretty much a ragtag operation that's being conducted here out in the middle of rural nowhere Nebraska. Just a bunch of cornfields in every direction. And corn. Corn. And corn. And as you look around and you see a just a, a private average airman starting to cartwheel around outside. He's not walking. He's just full on like pointing in a direction and cartwheeling in that direct. Mm-hmm. Strange. 
What was strange, Seth? Are you in or out? I raise mm-hmm. you. I raise you ten dollars. All in? God damn it, you son of a bitch. What uh, I fold. What what do you got? Let me see them cards. Now <laughs> you put the cards. Do you have anything? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Give me a luck roll. Alright. Is that an actual like thing? Like skill? Over under fifty. Oh. I actually hit enter without typing anything. There we go. Four. Yeah, you had a royal uh, straight flush. Son Boom. of a goddamn bitch. I'll, I'll dodge the boot, I suppose, this time. Son of a bitch. You, I'm, that's it. Goddamn. Give me the deck back. Swipes the deck away from okay. you. Okay. Cheating son of a bitch. You know, everyone here has had it out for me for some time, and I figure, you know, you all talk behind my back, and here it comes. I have no idea who you are. Major Sprug, I'm base commander of this here Platt Air Force Base. You show me the respect of a commanding officer. Uh-huh. Respect. Yes, right. Respect. R-E-S-B-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. A lot. I feel like it means a lot to you. Oh, just little respect. That's, John, I think you might be a sore loser. And as you guys This is the saw. best rules ever gotten. <laughs> and as you guys continue to play poker here, you notice um, the procession of weird things that keep happening outside. You hear uh, one of these airmen, one of these privates, start to bark. It's funny because people at my high school do that <laughs> to anyone remotely attractive. Are they furry or... No, just random people. Just barking? Just barking at randoms? Yeah. Uh, back, barking at random people they don't know that are that are slightly attractive. Mm. And does that work for them? Is that a successful strategy? For... Oh, no. It's not. Not at all. But they continue. They're stupid. They're rednecks. Oh, well, you mean I ain't stupid just because I'm out here barking at the pretties? At the prettiest, and then they ignore me because they think I'm weird. That that don't mean that I'm stupid. <laughs> well, you think I'm actually gonna engage in some kind of conversation and try and talk to them like a respectful human being? See, maybe if they'd like to go out for a cup of coffee, get to know each other, and perhaps if we have common and shared interests, pursue them in a respectful manner. Is that what you think? No. Goddamn right. Because barking is how a true gentleman courts a lady. I accidentally derailed again. It just made. I just got a flashback. That literally happened last time I was at school. Well, it was really funny. You Continue. know, kids at Hogwarts. Uh, kids at Hogwarts are doing. You know, they're risen up, uh, professor. As in, you know, they're they're doing stuff and things. <laughs> Various levels of success. None. None. What's the next strange thing we see? Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree? Mm, well, you're looking out the the bay windows, and there's a couple different people coming in and out, and, like, another gentleman is looking at his hands at the counter, this bar counter, you know, the bar top. He's just like, well, man, if you think about it, like, we're all connected to different different actions we take and how we influence each other. It's like, Ooh, hippie. It's like we're all one, man. Can I tell if he's on drugs? Give me a, can I uh, tell if he's a hippie? <laughs> can I tell if he's a dirty fucking hippie? Um, <laughs> I need to know. 
what your skills are, but human I intelligence, right? Play. I was thinking either human intelligence or like a search or alertness. Give me an alertness or human intelligence. All right, I'll get human intelligence then. I get alertness because I am terrible at humans. Damn, I fail. Eight over fail. two failures. Three over. Yeah. My my human intelligence is eighty. Unfortunate. So yeah, he just looks like a dirty fucking hippie. He probably took some LSD or some whip whoppers or some sniff snorps, and he's huffing that nos. Yeah, he doesn't look amped up. He's not sniffing that co that cocaine, but he he doesn't look like uh he's given that thousand yard stare off into the distance. He might be time traveling for all you know. <laughs> Back to the poker game. Well, you'd love to get back to the poker game, especially you, Seth, because you were just cleaning it out. You have a couple hundred dollars on the poker <clears throat> on the on the table in front of you. You're almost <clears throat> obscured behind the massive mountain of poker chips that you have, but <laughs> you're getting uneasy because you're looking up, and Major Sprug is barely being containing himself. He's pissed. He keeps reaching down and putting his hand on his gun, his service weapon, and then he's looking directly at you, and then he's casting paranoid glances around at the rest Uh-oh. of the... Yeah. And then he abruptly, you know, you hear his his chair screech backward as he stands up abruptly. That's it. I knew you were horror against me. I knew you've been plotting to overthrow my authority here for some time. We do not know you at all. Don't play dumb. I'm gonna get this uh, uh, You stay here. And if, uh, you're not, uh, <laughs> if you're not here when I get back, I'll put out a bulletin, a point bulletin, and make sure that the whole base knows what you've done and you are brought into the brig for processing and discharge dishonorable and you'll be sure to start recording (laughs) that's it uh i'll be back you stay here Uh, nobody move nobody move and he pulls out his gun and he starts sweeping his gun around the room everyone stay here be calm i'll be back be right back Nobody. I grab the money, <laughs> and I give, I give a quarter of it to John, not half. Hey, a thanks. quarter. Yeah, but he's wiping the sweat out of his eyes. He's like slow, stumbling his way over to the doors, and he crashes through the doors and starts making his way over to the uh, security officers outpost. Leaving Can I you guys. Human intelligence. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, he already kind of failed that skill to kind of figure out what was going on with him. But yeah, he's going to make his way on over to... I meant the big guy, not the guy who is on something. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, go ahead and roll human intelligence on Major Sprugs. Yeah, because he seems like I definitely succeed, even if it's alertness or human intelligence. Ah. 35. He's clearly deranged. He is paranoid. And suffering from a pretty extreme delusions. You would say that he is experiencing delusions of oh, the people around him undermining his authority, specifically you, and as well as John. And he thinks that you're all trying to lead a mutiny of the base against him. Audio log. Well, he clearly has his own kind of problems to deal with. Alright, audio log number one. This is the first I'm going to be using. This Sergeant Sprug seems to be clearly 
deranged, insane. And we have to make the uh, the ch- the conscious choice to either leave and get a bulletin on our heads, or stay and probably get shot. What do you think, I'm I'm, I'm just holding my audio recording device to Seth's mouth. I'm also holding an audio recording towards my mouth. Because I have that on my inventory. And as you go to try and operate these audio recording devices and talk into them, you see a mouth open up on the audio recording device and start talking back to you in your own voice. And as you try and press the buttons or or try and turn it off, it just starts to kind of nibble on your fingers sensually. It's not actually trying to bite you, but it's being quite inappropriate. Would each of you please give me another sanity check? Yes. Flash roll. That is not how I spell roll. Fail. Boom. Oh, no. Succeed. All right, so, John, you're going to lose another point of sanity. You look over at your buddy, Seth, and John doesn't look like he's doing too good, and he's trying to, like... He, he looks disgusted at his video recorder, and he's trying to, like, two-finger, like, hold it out as far as he can away from him. Uh, I'll take that off your hands if you don't want it. No, no, no. It's... It's it's fine. Why don't, why don't you sit down, buddy, while we decide if we want to dip or not? I'm already sitting down. I sit think. down even further. Sit down even further. Squat, dude. I kind of sink in my in my seat. Squat. Relax. Relax. I do I don't know anything about therapy, but uh, I know that sitting is relaxing. Because sitting is sitting and not standing. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what are you guys doing? So deep, bro. I'm probably gonna uh I actually have no idea what to do. What if we follow him? John, let's follow him. Break time's up. Let's go. Let's go follow him. Okay, but what if we die? What if we die? Uh, and honestly, what if we, what if we die if we sit of, here? I mean, we, we technically weren't sent here to investigate this guy. Yeah, but then he's going to try to get us in trouble for something that's clearly a skill issue. All right. And if Fine. we leave, but we could get hunted down and die. And he might just shoot us at any point. He's clearly experiencing some kind of psychosis or delusion. And he might just shoot us anyway, regardless of repercussions. Okay, good point. Let's go. So you guys make your way I take down. one of the poker chips with me. <laughs> good call. I, I good take call. all of them. <laughs> yep. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Taking one of the poker yeah. chips, John. Taking the rest of them, Seth. You guys make your way out of the officers' club and coming out, you see Major Sprug stomping his way over to the base security. He seems like a man on a mission, and you just catch him as he flings open both doors and marches into that building. And as he does so, the door slamming behind him, you see another individual sprinting towards that mysterious van that arrived earlier. Two of the guards level their automatic rifles at the individual sprinting towards them, open fire. <laughs> and cut down the airman that was running toward them, screaming at the top of his lungs. You see a dozen different poof marks where blood erupts out of the back of him in a little spray as he goes down into the dirt. There's a few weak cries before he bleeds out and dies right in front of you. Mm. The, Let's not go over there. Might be a problem. 
you'll see that the sun is just beginning to set. It's right on the horizon with the last little bit of a crescent above, still in the sky. And you see these reflections off of their motorcycle helmets, as if like some kind of metallic coating is encasing the helmets that they wear. But otherwise, they seem pretty alert, and they have no problem gunning down these... Uh, cray insane above airmen that are running right at them. Let's... How about we go after the cray insane Sarg me, Stark Scarman, Sarge. Sprugs, that's the name. Sprugs. Yep. Let, let's go, John. Do you have a gun? Yeah, of course. Great. That we both have guns. Okay. Even though it'd be better for me to pummel them. (laughs) Yeah, you both have your service weapons, although you you weren't exactly planning on getting in a, uh, you know, an exchange of gunfire. You weren't expecting to have a a full-on battle royale out here. So you do only have, yeah, you only have your your service weapon and one or two different cartridges. Yeah, I only have like a pistol. I think, yeah, pistol, that's about it. Well, yeah, you guys follow Major Sprug over to the guard shack that leads away and out of this base. Essentially, all around you is just fenced, uh, topped with barbed wire. And the one guard shack that has a, a button that will allow a sliding door to open and close, a sliding fence to open and close and admit or or allow different vehicles to leave the base. And you guys enter that guard shack following Major Sprug, and you see he is just screaming at the top of his voice about insurrection and how everyone at the base is trying to mutiny against him and that it is the duty of the of the uh, this individual, this the private to follow him and he has authority and he is just continuing to yell at this poor, like 18 year old kid uh, who is just withering beneath him, and you can tell, like, his eyes are completely dilated, and he is just shrinking down and down and on the ground, and he's almost in a fetal position at this point, as as Major Sprug continues to scream at him. And that's, that's when they came after me. They all came after me, and it's up to us. We gotta make sure that no one leaves this base until we are able to call for help. Do you understand me, Private? We're on our own. Oh, yes, sir, I, I understand. Oh, I got your back, sir. Oh. Morty. <laughs> oh, gee, Rick, oh, gee, oh, oh, man, oh, jeez. John, I think we need to save Morty. Yep. Hello. to John, there we go. Let's, uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to talk to this guy. I'm going to talk to this guy. <laughs> he certainly came around on that, though, pretty quick. All right, what do you say? Um, hey. Listen, uh, private, this person right here seems to uh, be suffering mental psychosis or delusion. Uh, why is he on the floor? He's just going to start crying as Major Sprug turns to you with hatred in his eyes. You, you took all my money. You took You're just my a sore loser. authority. You You're took, just a sore loser. You took my wife and my kids. You turned my kids against me. And then you started having sex with my son. I don't know your kids. I knew it. I knew it would come down to this. To what? The chest? That's it. Put him up. 
Put your hands up. I prefer not. But okay. You and I, and I go in for like I want to uh, rush in and go in for like a wallop, you know, uppercut straight to the jaw. Oh wow. I'm sorry. What was that jaw? <laughs> no, no, I don't say anything. Uh, is that like I a dex strength or uh, what is it? An unarmed combat, if I'm not mistaken. Unarmed combat. <gasps> That's a critical success for me. Alright. Do you have on your character sheet how much an unarmed combat does? How much damage that does? No. You don't. I have no idea. You don't. No, I'm. I forgot. Oh, yeah. oh, oh Jesus. Uh, if it helps my strength to seventy. What am I gonna do? I am so sorry. I am so sorry. Shooting into a crowd. What is this? The manual for being a mass shooter? What the fuck? Attack. Melee weapons, bare hands and feet. That's gonna be a 1d4 minus 1. But you crit, one, so it's yeah. gonna be max damage, which is 3. Okay. Do you have bonus damage? Black. I have no idea what bonus damage is. Boom, boom, boom. I assume no. But, 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 which one is it? I, I said, I assume no. I have a, I don't know if my stats. Did you just say assume? Oh my god. Did you just say assume? Excuse me. I said I assume no. Excuse me. <laughs> god damn it. Bonus damage. Damage bonus. Page 55 of the agent's rule book. High or low strength modifiers. The damage of hand-to-hand -hand attacks to a minimum of zero. You, sir, said you had a high strength score. What is the... 70. 70 divided by 5 is 17? No. I think so. 15. No. No, it'd be I have 80. a calculator. It's it's 14. So 13 to it is. 16. It is 14? It is 14. Thank you. You can also calculate that by dividing by 2 and then by 10. That is true. Hey, you math people. Hey, don't don't judge me. I'm sensitive. <laughs> so 13 to 16 is going to be a plus 1 modifier to your damage. So since you rolled crit, which is a 1d4 four. minus 1, max damage of 3, plus 1, so that is 4. So Yay. Punch him in the Wallop. fucking face. And that is going to give him the Mike Tyson uppercut, and he is going to sail two feet into the air before going completely perpendicular to the ground. Uh, you can. You win. And that's gonna make him roll. I'm gonna say a con to not drop his gun. Okay, he rolled pretty good. He doesn't drop his gun, but he is disoriented for a second. L skillish. I grapple him. Just get better. Okay, yeah. You pounce right on top of him, John. He's going to try and fight back. It's going to be an opposed strength roll, so go ahead and roll me a strength against his strength. He's kind of a burly dude. He's a corn-fed son of a bitch. Damn. Too bad I'm Mike Tyson. <laughs> that I'm is Mike actually... Um, if I don't get any bonuses for this, that's a fail. He rolled a 36, and he's a pretty big dude. I'm gonna guess as I flip to his fucking stat block. But he is disoriented. Yeah, that's what I said. So if there's no bonuses for disorientation, then I fail. I don't know if there's a specific rule set for disorientation. There is. Uh, yeah, I was expecting that. It seems like a common thing that would come up. Oh yeah, I've, I've just finished compiling a list of disorders for every kind of threat. Uh, I just so, love mental illness. 
Well, there's many different kinds of cool flavors that you can choose. Just take, just take pills. Don't worry about the side effects. Just take pills. They'll make you normal. They'll make you normal. Hmm. I'm going to say he's rolling disadvantage because he's not stunned per the rules of the system we're playing. When they take mm-hmm. half of their... Whenever they take half of their HP in a single attack, they are automatically stunned. However, he has a HP of 11, and 4 from 11 is not half. I, would I say. have more HP than him? Yeah, yeah me as well. He's a heavy drinker. <laughs> He's pretty weak. So he actually succeeds, even though he is rolling at disadvantage, because you punched him right in the face, and... <laughs> did make him roll a disadvantage he still is able to hold on to his gun as john is grappling him he's not quite able to wrench it around and point it at you all john is successfully keeping it pointed up at the ceiling in a way but he he still has his gun and he's screaming like the devil see heathens are got their tears are making their move I'm recording all of this, by the way. Treason! You'll be recorded. You'll be prosecuted for insurrection. I really want to shoot you in the fucking balls. I want to shoot you in the ball. Not my balls! If you do not shut up and calm the fuck down, I will shoot you in your left gonad. That is going to be a persuasion check with advantage? Oh, sick. Nice. I have a 71%. Okay, D100. With a banish, that means I get... Oh, I succeed anyways. 37. Please, please, please not the Jim Jones. I get... Okay. Oh, oh. And calm the hell down. I'm calm. Oh, I'm saying... Don't know what came over Why me. do you... No, Why uh, do you I, think I we are all against Seth, you? Let me do this. I make like a gesture with my hand. I have no and idea that what that turn. means. You make a triangle. Like a little hand. wavy thing with my fingers. <laughs> okay. What was that do? I may, be, I may be smart, but I'm not that smart, buddy. Yeah, neither am I. I don't know what this means. And I turn yeah, to yeah. Um, the major and I say, so what's troubling you? I don't know. I was so sure that everyone was trying to take my insignia, my rank away. I thought you were all going to gonna take gonna take me to a hole and bury me in one of the burn pits I was sure of uh, I'm sorry I don't know what came over me I ooh, it's not yeah. World War two it's okay no you're right yeah it's, uh no yeah Trump's still president right uh good question we'll get back to you on that in three to five business days all right yeah sure I think I appreciate that um no I I don't know what came over me. I apologize. I'll try and keep it together. Um, boy, boy, it's weird. Which boy? Uh, We're all boys. Boy, boy. Uh, yeah. You all look over behind the counter that you've been struggling in front of. You know, it's like a little little tiny shack with a like a little office in the back of it and there's a like a vestibule for everyone to come in and get processed as they come in or leave the base and behind the glass the kid who's in the who was in the fetal position has just started drinking liter after liter of water and, and he is <laughs> he's pretty much drowning on water you can see that his belly's distended 
He is just cramping on the floor in pain, but he's still continuing to drink water. You see all these empty jugs, empty water bottles I'm gonna, around him. I'm going to slap that out of his hand. Sure. Yep, you go ahead and yeah. bounce over the counter, and you slap it out, and he goes over to a stack, like uh, one of these plastic-wrapped bottles. I'm uh, drinking all the water! Don't get me get Sarg on you, whatever his name is, Sprug. Yeah, Sprug. Don't get me make me get Sprug on you. You know how angry he was earlier. I'm so thirsty. I can't stop. I just... One more bottle. Well, don't be thirsty. I can't. I'm parched. I just need one more. There's one more. You do not fine. need one more. Look at that fucking belly of yours. It hurts, but I'm pretty sure I'll be if, fine. If you drink one more, I will pop you like a balloon. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Jeez. Oh, okay. I'll stop. I'll stop him. Would you Good. both uh, please make another sanity roll? Yes, sir. Yes. yes. And at this Ooh. point... You look up over at the clock. And... Okay, cool, great. John? I'm going to be so John. pissed if this is the kind of situation where I lose my sanity. <laughs> no, not the water. <laughs> <laughs> not the water, bro. He's so wet. <laughs> well, I know the disorder I'm getting from this. The water. <laughs> Oh no. I lose a point. One point of sanity, yes. And you Yeah, I cross my breaking point. Oh no! What, what sanity do you what uh, what derangement do you get? Well assuming I get to choose it's um uh, this is a situation of helplessness, I would assume. Out of the three possible things. And for helplessness I wrote down um, obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD. Oh, OCD. I based this one on um, the thing where I held out my audio recorder with like two fingers because I was so disgusted by it. Um, my character would get obsessive cleanliness in this case. All the worst aspects of the pandemic come rushing back to you. You feel the need exactly. to sanitize. So extreme cleanliness and extreme germophobia. All the mm-hmm. water that is leaking out of this kid in his tears and his snot. Uh, but wait, 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 wait. Um, that's not all of the ones I wrote down. I also wrote down alcohol addiction. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. I think that would be more interesting. Not the bubbles. You see on the ground as you wrestled with uh, Major Sprug, he did drop his flask. Yeah, I, I, I need that John. one now. John. Just to take John. the edge off. Just the nerves. John, what are you doing? Look, I'm really stressed right now. Just let me have this. Let you I have what? Take a, I take a swig of the alcohol. That, your alcohol, what if he goes crazy again? He won't, just... He won't. Because... Just, uh, you know, I don't I'll think you're as smart as you whatever. say you are. He'll understand. I don't know if you're as smart as you think you are. As you guys, Maybe not. as you guys are trying to get your feet under you, and you feel a wave of energy pass through you. It's like being hit by a truck, but you don't actually have any physical movement. It's something that passes through you like a magnetic or an energy wave. As you feel this thing warp the space around you, you hear 
the clock, this little thin plastic piece of shit above you that keeps time. <laughs> Just something that lets people know when to clock in and out for their shift. <clears throat> the ticking of the minute hand. All of a sudden, it shines out the hour of nine o'clock. It distends the hour hand and the minute hand long gate dripping down off of the wall as if some kind of enormous grandfather clock begins to tone out the hour. Boom. All nine of them. You watch Major Sprug and the kid instantly hit the ground and just start squirming. Each one of them lifting themselves up almost in convulsive insanity. Each one of you, you do feel okay for the moment, but you can tell that something has switched on. The subtle influence, whatever force that has been corrupting your minds over the last few hours, it was so much more soft. It was at a much lesser frequency. And now it's been cranked up to 11. You feel it inside your mind, pressing out. It's like being in a high-pressure chamber deep below the ocean. Uh, John. I raced to the bottom of this flask. <laughs> God. God, 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 God. Oh my God. Uh, pretend I'm on autopilot. My sister's calling for me. <laughs> okay. John. As you get to the bottom of this flag, you, it, the flask, it burns and it centers you for a moment. You're able to peer through the melting walls, the glass that's shattering around you, but still hovering in midair. And you see through, as you, as you drop the flask away from your face, across the base, standing in front of that truck, your brain suddenly makes the connection. It happened. That truck as soon as it arrived that's when you started feeling weird the sense of vertigo all the odd behavior of your fellow personnel at the base that thing got here and things started Ow, getting shit. fucking weird well it's getting fucking weird oh god damn it and as that, realiz as that realization comes over you that spark of insight you watch the skies above you those glimmering lights that you were sent here to observe they sparkle through the cloud layer. You see these ominous, ominous blues and reds and greens arc like a comet through the air. Suddenly, a bolt of lightning strikes down at the vehicle, arcing off the two guards, frying them into pasty puddles and then arcing back up to the flying ship in the sky as the arc of the streak of light careens down out of the sky it lands with a huge crash bang into the graveyard of aircrafts screeching to a halt a giant crater and a plume of smoke erupting from the from the crash site pardon oh, I take a quick look if I can see anything John John is this because uh, I like don't go towards it. I just see if I can see something. You can see it. It's quite clear. There is a crash, a giant crash site within the base, the graveyard of aircrafts. This almost museum-like quality. 
to uh, the Air Force Base where all these decommissioned airplanes are all parked, line after line of them. It is amongst them that this craft from the sky of these different colors has careened into and just carved a long scar into the runway. And from that side of the base, you see these waxing and waning lights, this shimmering glitter of these blues, turquoise, and sometimes even meds. I don't like this. Um, I'm gonna, gonna go get my C4. Just wait here. And I run to my quarters and no, get my C4. No, I'm following I am not being alone in this. Okay. But yeah, I go to my quarters where I keep my C4. Uh-huh. Yep, you get there. There is no C4. Someone took my C4. John, where'd you put your C4? Huh? Where'd you put your C4? You look around through the different storage areas. You thought it was pretty secure. It was like a secret compartment, and you find a little note that says confiscated by the security officer. The, how oh, do you call those people? The, the armor? Contraband? No, there's like a specific name for the people that hold all the guns and the equipment in an Air Force or, or like a military base. It's like, um... Artillery? That is definitely a kind of uh, explodey, but uh, I'm forgetting. But yeah, the the guy pioneers. who keeps track of... I'm sorry? Um, C4 was also used by pioneers. No, there's some kind of guy that keeps track of all that stuff. And, and you can see that mm-hmm. it was uh, there's a little form there, and it's uh, notated in triplicate that you did not have the proper... Um, paperwork to have this uh, explosive and it was not stored properly so they had to confiscate it. Oh, fucking damn it. John. Yeah. Why did you not have paperwork for for your C4? (laughs) You're telling me you are not licensed for this? You you know that I work as a pest exterminator and I'm not officially employed as a federal agent. (sighs) I do this under the law. I, I, I say sigh out loud. I don't sigh. Like, I, I literally say the word sigh. <laughs> sigh. Sigh all you want. We have no C4. Unless you have some. Ah, hang on. Let me check my bag of... Oh, wait. I don't have one. Oh, right. I keep a stick of dynamite up my prisoner's pocket. John, as you're looking through this paperwork, it starts to fold into origami birds and fly around the room that you're in. Please make another sanity check, both of you, as you see these paper... I succeed. Fail. And John, this is a rough one. Go ahead and take another point of sanity damage as another wave of nausea hits you. And all of a sudden, these birds descend and start to peck. They don't actually draw blood, but it's quite annoying. Um, I'd grab them and rip them. Call, oh call, no call. <laughs> uh, I hate origami. John, you were right there. John, John, hello. Yeah, just um, do you have any kind of fear, maybe? John. <laughs> oh no 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 no, buddy. We're keeping you away from that stuff, buddy. That's not real. What what's beer? It's a kind of. I'm kidding. You drink it and... You know, that's that's actually a really good question. Let's talk about that some other time. John, I was kidding. We're not talking about beer. Why not? Oh my god. 
All right, let's investigate these lights while we try to get your mind off of alcohol. Okay, I have a plan. I'm going to try to feel out what this time was and try to chime back. Okay, do it. Okay, I sit on the ground. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to commune with the unnatural to this thing using my skill in the unnatural. Starting to meditate, you try and reach out and you feel yourself pulled. It's like a astral projection. You can almost feel your consciousness moved over to the van. And as you open your eyes, you zoom back out. But you see this huge plume of steam where this van was hit by lightning and it's still smoldering with heat and energy. And through that steam, you can see the lights from the ship that has crashed somewhere further out in the base. It's accentuated as if this van has a halo around it. Heat, the energy, something within it maybe. And then you feel another wave of this. It's not quite magnetic. You can't describe what it is. It's unnatural. But it is. It's, it's coming in pulses from the van. I try to go deeper. Hmm. Alright, you try and push forward. And as your mind drifts through these waves, once again you feel like it's becoming faster. The pace at which these waves are coming on, not only are they stronger now, but they're alternating and picking up in pace once every five minutes or so. And that's about when you feel the need to make another sanity check, is every five minutes. And then... Success. So you see two people make their way out of the barracks, one chasing the other, and as one catches the other that was running away, he tackles them into the ground and starts getting a full mount position and just beating him over and over again in the head until the one under him stops moving. But the first one, the one that tackled him, just does not stop. He continues to punch and grab the head and smash it down into the concrete until there's a wet cracking sound again and again and again and then you see from behind him something jitter it judders forward it doesn't walk it moves almost in slow motion but rapidly descends on the person that just killed his fellow personnel and then spearing him through the back he lifts him up about four or five feet into the air and both of them disappear I get back to my body. Okay, I have seen everything. The personnel is afflicted by insane violence, possibly delusions, unrational thought, if it can be called thought. Psychosis? And there are unnatural presences that actively kill people. Ah, oh, great. The more unnatural being that we have to deal with. That's and then they can appear and disappear at will. This sounds like a great time to just not be here. Yeah. Uh, you know, what I if just we kind of just... want to escape from this. Yeah, know? what if we just dip? What if we leave? Okay, but everyone, if everyone dies, then it's our, our fault. But what if we change our identities? 
My hello, my name is Mario. Okay, but I have friends at home, and I don't want to leave them. Friends aren't real. Yes, they are. They're very important. You're right, you're right. I have a friend named Darwin. He's a turtle. I have a dog named Toothpick. He's a very what nice What are we doing dog. again? Um, ah, oh, shit. I uh, guess we let's... have to deal with them if we have to. Yep, let's... Do bullets work on them? I don't know. Do Nobody my fists them. work on them? Probably not. Damn. I grab the rest of my bullets that I have stored, if they are still there. They are. Great. Ah, so you have bullets, you're fine with bullets, but they you just can't have C4. Man, if only someone was paperwork. Gone. Hey, if I'd done the pa- if you'd done your paperwork properly, the C4 would be there, but it's contraband and therefore it had to be confiscated. Yeah, Oops. John. When we Stop get back illegal. from this, I'm going to get legal permits from Delta Green. Good. Good. And Good. new C4. Since I stole that badge. Obvious. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> wind that back. Actually, no, we don't have time to wind that bag. Let's get going. Cool. And as you guys make your way out of the barracks and into the base proper, figuring out where you want to head, what you're going to do next, which of the objectives, the spaceship, the van, or just making your way to the perimeter and getting the fuck out of here. I'm going to take a five minute break. Spaceship. Five minute break. Okay. Joking, what a guy. psychosis now my i know <laughs> my disorder imagine, imagine i uh, swap your flask with a with, with like lemonade or something like that oh i would not like that that would be really funny Ooh. dude i imagine when i get to my breaking point which is gonna be forever because it's 16 and i'm at 57 right now i imagine it'd be something i'm like i those stereotypical conspiracy theorists, like like the ones in Gravity Falls, paranoia. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Get paranoid. Extreme par- like probably like schizophrenic, like paranoid schizophrenia. Hmm. Uh, what did you say your breaking point was? Sixteen. That is way too low. Hey, I was told to divide my thing by four, or what was it? Uh, okay. Um. What is your power score? My power score is 80. 80. 
So divided by five, that is 20. Mm-hmm. And 20 by four, that is... No, wait, 80 divided by five, that is... That is... 16. So your base power is 16. Times four, that is... Um... 64. 50... Eh, shit. So it's 16 times what? 16 times 4. 64. Um, it is. Your breaking point is 64. Oh, then I'm already past that. Oh. Since when? Uh, a while now, but also for a while now. I have been doing the paranoid schizophrenic shtick, so I guess I'll go with that. Wait, let me list some disorders that could work for you. Um... I'm assuming that it is either helplessness or unnatural, since it probably happened at home after an investigation. Well, to be fair, I also, like, almost got burned alive. I got the vampire vid. I got... Yeah, but if if it didn't uh, happen in a session yet, then it must have happened at home. I think that would be the best roleplay way to do it and keep the last well, sessions, um, like, as they are. Yeah, I am. So you gained your disorder at some point in the past. Um, yeah, and for a while now I've been doing the paranoid schizophrenia shtick, which is the one I've been kind of wanting to do. Mm. Well, yeah. Um, it, it started as a joke to mess with Jacobs, but now I like, but I liked it. So yeah. Mm. And also, you could also have dissociative identity disorder, where you take on alternate identities when you are stressed. Actually, actually I like that. Yeah. Oh, several sets. Um, One of my alters. His name's also Megalomania. Seth. Nah, I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd get that one. Hmm. I know of it. Yeah, I don't think I'd get that one. Not me. I'm much too stable to ever get uh, that. I'm too good. So we found. We Ripped found out everyone killed by the gods the hubris, but not me. I'm different and better. I'm just built Maybe different. I'm better than the gods. I was told wrong on how to calculate my breaking point, and apparently I reached it a while ago. So we're going to say I have, like, DID. Yay! I was originally going to do paranoid schizophrenia, but I like the idea of DID better. Okay, well, that's five minutes. So, now that everyone's sufficiently cray, what'd you all decide to do? Where are you going? Spaceship. Uh, yeah, the ship. So you're walking over to the spaceship, and you immediately feel another wave of insanity reach out from the van. Each of you makes sanity checks, and if you would like, I would accept an intelligence roll for each of you as well. I'll do that. Just to see if you can see what's what's going on. What's going on? Alright, so uh, first one, I succeed on my my sanity, and now I'm going to roll intelligence. I succeed on my sanity also. Sanity and intelligence. So both of you immediately have the realization that with this frequency of whatever is emanating from this van, it is going to completely drive not only you, but everyone here mad. If you're not able to deal with whatever the device, whatever the source is from these unnatural emanations that are driving everyone insane, if you're not able to somehow deal with it, John, I have an idea. Yeah. Let's steal back your C4 and blow it up. Okay, but first let's investigate this. We can see we, 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 we know what's causing the mass hysteria. 
is from the vehicle. Let's blow up the vehicle. But what if the emanations then don't stop? What if they continue despite it being broken? Too bad. Sucks, I guess. We'll leave. If let's go there. Let's, if let's go there instead. Can't handle it. If let's explosions can't handle like... it, we should leave. That's my philosophy. I. Alright. Alright, John. I guess I'll have to follow your advice. You know, there's innocent people here. I say as we walk towards the van. <laughs> what innocent people? <laughs> you mean the uh, ones that are insane? Nah. Those that were innocent before they then. Or, poor not weren't anymore. Yeah. Poor Morty the water boy. Doesn't take you long at all to get to the van. You're able to walk right on up to it and. The first thing you notice are two, the two guards that gunned down that gentleman earlier. Their heads have popped. They were exploded as you saw that lightning arc down from the ship that was flying in overhead. And that lightning coming down and reverberating somehow, somehow amplifying between this van and the ship as it bounced back and forth. Some of these stray bolts of lightning hit both of these guards, exploding their heads, and you kind of gingerly step, John, you especially, as all these chunks of brain matter and gore are uh, just a a blast radius around each one of them as they fell to the ground and popped. I just just don't care. I just step on it. Nothing I haven't seen before. That's totally normal. Just another day in paradise. You get to the van. And you find that the doors are locked, the windows are bulletproof, and you're probably going to have to force it open. But luckily, you just happen to find a crowbar lying right next to it. Damn it. I wanted to go the explosive route. All right, crowbar. I want the crowbar. Yep, you pick up the uh, crowbar. Go ahead and put that right in the door jam right there. Start giving me a strength check. Can I make the check? Absolutely. There are two crowbars. This is Half-Life. There are crowbars all over the place. Oh, okay. G-mod. I succeed. Oh, wait, no, I don't succeed, actually. Succeed. My bad. Oh, and he crit succeed. Yeah, I didn't. I did not. I forgot. My strength is not that high. Crit. Crit. So, Seth, you're pretty sure you, you loosened it up for him. But, yeah. So, John, you're able to... What would have taken a minute, you're able to find the hinge points and you pop it open in ten seconds, making it look easy. And you... Open up these doors, and you find one of the... There is a scientist, and he is wearing a similarly ridiculously large motorcycle helmet that you now see is wrapped in tinfoil. And as you open the door, he spills out of the back of this van in a pile of goo. But you're able to step to the side, don't want to get any of that on you, ew, gross. And you go ahead and make your way into the back of this van and there is another scientist who's in there who has a similar a similarly popped exploded head you can kind of just see like how loose the motorcycle helmet is just sloshing around on top of his stub neck as uh you can see limply kind of just just falling on the ground there and yeah i search his pockets to see what he has i also search pockets but on the other guy Seth, you find money, and John, you don't find any money. John, you don't find anything else on these two uh, these two bodies. No identification, nothing that would lead to their 
like any kind of information on what kind of agency they're from. They, on the outside of the van, it does say USAF, it does say US Air Force, but you get inside here and you can tell that this is immediately not any kind of information, any kind of technology that the US Air Force would typically have. You see that besides their strange bulky helmets, there is a wide array of electronic devices inside the back half of this van. There is... Can I, can I roll intelligence? Of course. What? What? What is this? 47. Uh, is that a success? Definitely. Okay, so your attention is immediately drawn to a safe-like door in the device. It has a glass window mounted to it, and behind this window is a glowing piece of crystal. I, I, I pop it open with the crowbar. <laughs> you smash the glass where this glowing pre- piece of crystal is, and it cracks. You can tell that this is reinforced glass, bulletproof. If you want to give it a couple more cracks, you'd definitely be able to to pry it open and get it in. Definitely. Alright, so each of you, please make a sanity check as Seth, you just continue to crack open the glass and you feel another wave of (laughs) this madness energy emanating from this device. I got a 69. Nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's crit. I fail. Oh, it's a crit fail? Bummer. (laughs) I fail. I fail also, but not a crit. All right. So... Is 69 actually a crit fail? <laughs> uh, ha- yes. Home rule. Uh, 69 uh, home rule. is a crit. Uh, in the system, it's, nice. it would not be, but got to make it so. So, uh, yep. Uh, so immediately what ha- ends up happening is that you've noticed, like your cell phone hasn't had reception ever since this stupid van has come up. All the radios have had static and... You are feeling the phones in your pocket go red hot. This is an electromagnetic weapon of some kind. And at this close proximity, all the electronics on you are just going crazy. The digital time that's kept on this counter of this electrical device is whirring. And as it gets faster and faster, you feel this wave of madness emanate through you. That same magnetic or energy wave that you've been experiencing just eeks and leaks through your body. And then, after a few moments, it gets slower and slower and it winds down. And you can tell that this is the source of these waves. As it increases the device, it... it It just sends out this massive surge of energy, and it all is powered by this piece of crystal as you continue to break through it. No. John? Both of us failed. I crit fail. You're watching Seth as he continues to try and break through this glass, and you see that this safe-like device that sits below this crystal that he's uh, trying to get at behind this glass he's getting larger he's growing in size he's getting stronger like his muscles are becoming more accentuated he's ripped and as he becomes buffer the skin flakes away revealing grin scales rippling beneath the skinny 
face and the pulls away as it's ripped tight. It begins to rip and crack as you see his eyes turn red and begin to glow. The man you know as Seth, he continues to beat away at the glass, but he's starting to hiss. As he laughs and stalks towards the glass, he turns towards you with the crowbar raised high. But theres he's acting like nothing's happening. He's still the Seth you know, but you can see beneath the ripping skin these scaly green. A large snout, sharp pointed teeth, framing two huge fangs and a forked tongue that spills out in a venomous tasting of the air. Seth? Alice in Wonderland syndrome. What's going on? Can we say, right. because I crit fail, not only did I fail, I also crit fail. Can we say, I split, I have an ult, I switch, DID thing, that, that kind of stuff. What personality are you switching into? Angry. Extremely, really angry. So, all of a sudden, your buddy gets real mad. He get, he get mad. And you see his brows furrow, and what you see, John, is that your friend... Uh, wait, no, other way around. So you get really... Yeah, sorry, Seth. Uh, so what you see is your buddy, John, who's all of a sudden questioning you imperiously, and it aggravates you. And as you look back at him, you see dead eyes peering back at you from gray-white skin, pale skin... You can feel the hypnotic influence. It's overwhelming. His hem- his vampiric gaze looks through you, compelling your submission. And that just increases how mad you get. You're using your anger as a way to fight off his influence. He's one of them. He must have been bitten at the party in Hollywood. He's a bloodsucker now. You're sure of it. And you only have a few seconds before his domination of your mind is complete. I take my anger out on the glass. You turn back to the glass and just bust it through. The anger, the surge of energy, just is what you need to to break through that last bit of glass. And Seth, you find a a little piece of paper on top of a stack of different documents on the back of this van here. There's like all sorts of whirring electrical devices and switches and knobs and... And this little piece of paper all of a sudden draws your attention. I read the paper. Oh, I think I meant to give that to John, actually. I'm ah, assuming... fair enough. That, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming you're trying to carefully try and fish out that piece of crystal from the broken glass? No. I'm, I'm, I'm straight up power fisting through it and gra- grabbing the, the crystal. Okay, okay. I was going to ask for dexterity, but power... Power fisting, go ahead and give me strength. Yeah, they're the same. It, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, power fisting is what I do to my bay. John? Say, oh, 60. Let's go, I succeed. Let's go. John, do you read the piece of paper? Yes. So I'm talking But I will s- take a step back. Yeah, good, good call. There's glass flying all over the place. So on <clears> top <throat> of this stack of papers is a sheet stamped Top Secret Orcon Sonnet. And on this piece of paper, you see the lettering. It's uh, slightly larger than an index card. You see device number 5491, Project Sonnet Test Model High Yield EM Screen. Approved for field test against UAC 82401. Reclamation operations are following any successful test. 
Plate Air Force Base, Plate County, Nebraska, 12 personnel. See attached dossiers. All non-moon dust personnel deemed expendable. Any casualties are to be retained for autopsy and tissue sampling, and a series of numbers follow that. So, does it say about... Did I hear it correctly? Is that... Does it say something about it? there's some kind of different personnel from the one that we know? So, you start looking through the dossiers beneath this piece of paper, and you see immediately on the top of the stack is your face. You see a very sparse personnel information, as this was what was cooked up for you by Delta Green and submitted in your personnel transfer request. Beneath that is Seth's, a couple down, and then the Major Sprug, as well as the kid that you saw in the in the security shack that would let out of here. All the personnel that were on this base are here in this stack. Seth, you reach <clears throat> in and grab this gem, this crystal gem, and it immediately burns you. It is hot as all hell, and you feel your hand immediately blister, and as you pull... Yeah, yeah. And as you pull your hand out, yeah, that's going to make you mad. And as you pull your hand out, because you're just so angry, you're going <laughs> to cut yourself pretty bad on the glass because you're just ripping your arm out. And there's still jagged pieces of metal and glass that are going to cut you pretty bad. Mm. Go ahead and take two points of damage. And as you, oh, no. as you grab your hand, you see the blood oozing down on the front of this device and it is landing on a handle and beneath the handle it says emergency shutdown flip you flip it and a little trap door opens up beneath the crystal and it drops into a lead line safe you immediately feel all these waves of madness as the device begins to whir up again stop as the entire thing shuts down my fingers hurt. <laughs> you feel a lot better all of a sudden. You feel much less angry. I'm 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 still a different person. <laughs> Hulk mad! Who are you? Huh? What do you mean, Seth? How did I get here? Are you feeling alright? No, my hand burns. Yeah, okay, let me check that. But otherwise, like, mentally, and I, um, uh, I do first aid roll up on his a, arms yeah. and hands. You start wrapping up some gauze, picking out the glass. Go ahead and roll a first day check. Success. Go ahead and roll a d4. Four. Nice. Wow, nice yep. roll. Back to 14. Yeah, so you're tied up pretty well, and the bleeding is stopped. You are not a, You are not at risk of immediately exsanguinating yourself. And as you each of you exit the back of this van whoo boy howdy that was crazy you see two figures walking towards you from the emanating glow on the opposite side of the airbase from the graveyard one of the figures a giant head and skinny little limbs carries a crystal on top of its head while the other one flanking it continues to walk towards you the same giant head huge bug black eyes and tiny little thin limbs as they walk towards you i'll take out my gun point at them i'll take out my gun freeze freeze right there uh uh, i follow john because i have no idea what i'm doing right now sure yeah they both freeze 
tell me who you are. We... we need help. Help us please, dog hurt. Us require assistance. Our dog is who injured. Tell me your names. Uh, we... Dog. We are travelers. From where? What do far, you do? We're far away, we explore. Why is everybody killing each other? Crystal. We are unfamiliar with the device that created the influence. This is not of our creation. Judge, uh, I, I, Crystal, Bra uh, I flipped the lever. Uh, who are you? What are, what are these two little things right there? They say the travelers from very far away. Something about a dog. Yes, our dog! Please help! He trapped! Us are weak! The door is beyond our capacities! Us require assistance! It looks like I have- oh, I have a crowbar. Alright, that should be enough. Alright, let's go. I take a chance and see if I can trust them. Yeah, I mean, come but on. Just follow along for now. They're totally I'm, I'm trustworthy. They're just little guys. Come on, I'm, we gotta help their dog. I'm a, I'm a complete blank slate. I have no idea what's going on. So as you guys begin to walk through the Air Force Base and you come across this large scar, this crash that was cratered into the ground and skid across, digging up the asphalt and the, and the concrete, you find this ship. And as you come to the end of this crater, the end of this, this skid mark, you find this 30 by 30 eight-sided crystal shaped much like an eight-sided die. Although, it, yeah, although you heard the impact and you saw this lightning arc back and forth between the van and this flying ship, you saw it come down and you saw it skid. You saw the aftermath as it crashed through a number of aircrafts, ripping them to pieces and then now stand above this pretty deep crater. You watch and you see this, this crystal is, it's pretty much intact. There's no surface marks. It, it appears unblemished. Not after I'm through with it. <laughs> Brandishes oh, by the way, did I, um, did I have any adverse effect from failing that one sanity check? I'm here, because I crit failed. Well, you turned into a lizard, but I didn't. Alice in Wonderland you really could use a drink but other than that and as you guys come over this crater you as you crest the lip of this the circular half hole in the ground it emanates with this series of colors this this uh, greens and blues that kind of pierce up into the sky in the haze you also see that there are three inanimate grays bodies similar to the two that are escorting you to the crash site and they are mangled what happened to those guys they are not functioning they are broken uh they don't look broken they look dead yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah they're dead as fuck bro uh it seems whatever translators you're using are malfunctioning. I don't think they're using translators. Then how do they speak? Please, this way. Follow. And they start clabbering down, and the one with the crystal, there is a light emanating from the crystal within, and you see that light 
disgorge from the crystal and and start to float around the two greys as they uncoordinatedly like half fall half half tumble down the lip of this little hole and the one drops the crystal and then puts it back up on top of its head as he continues his descent towards the craft john you first oh wait i don't know your name you first okay you you first in front of me. you're the new guy here <laughs> am i you are <laughs> I'm sorry to break this to you, but you are clearly not in the right state of mind. I have no idea where I am. Exactly. Hey, listen, listen. Just because I don't remember much doesn't mean I should go first. That means I should be behind for safety. Yeah, you're you're essentially newborn. Hey, listen, listen. I'm not newborn. I know newborns don't look like me. You know, because and they look like a potato. Whatever. Speaking of potatoes, we should probably follow those gray guys. Speaking of potatoes, we should get some vodka. <laughs> Coming down the lip of this hole, you, thinking vodka, very thirsty, start to do a couple circles around this ship, and it is kind of impressive that a crystal that is completely unordinamic can fly. It clearly doesn't operate under the same principles as our aircrafts, and as you come to one of these solid, flat surfaces, a tiny pinprick hole opens and slowly widens to a diameter of six feet. And as you look into the ship, you hear a... F- as you look up so over the ship... Oh, uh, dog inside, dog? follow us! And they head inside, and you hear this roaring sound overhead as you see on fire a helicopter crashing out of the sky and slamming into some of the hills. Wait, it's Nebraska. Slamming into a randomly flat cornfield about a half mile away explodes in a fireball. Wait, it's Nebraska. Yep, my bad. No hills. (laughs) Please follow us this way. Okay. Some seems fishy. Listen. I will human intelligence. Uh, you human intelligence, the grace. I fail. Yeah, that would have been a hard one. I I fail by a lot. That's a ninety-one. Dog this way. Help help the hog. Okay. I'm gonna help the dog. So Come inside, on, buddy, whose name I don't know. Inside dog. the ship. Ah. It looks like the entire interior of this craft is much larger than the exterior would allow. You step inside the six-foot aperture and immediately opens up into hundreds of feet wide hallways. Uh-huh. Every surface you look around, you see it's coated in this strange clay-like gray substance. And the floor is a hard-packed dirt. I need each of you to make a sanity check as you are thrown by the perspective of just entering the ship. Uh, did I lose any sanity with my crit fail? Wookie man. How much sanity did I lose from the crit failure? Just one. Oh, one. Okay. I had to know that for this roll. Boom. Oh, two. Nice. Yeah, all sanity losses from the device were just one. Zero or one. Nice. So I lose one point. I don't know. 
These are not, this sanity roll is not from the device. This is from stepping in to this strange okay. alien aircraft or alien. But how much is called a ship? Uh, just one. Green perspective change. Uh, yeah, perspective change. Just this weird dimensional shift. Suddenly, we're in the fourth dimension where everything is thousands of times bigger than they actually are. That's still the third dimension. Uh, and there's also another dimension. Another dimension, another dimension, another dimension, another dimension. The third dimension, but it's the fourth dimension, but with only three dimensions. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> can, can I roll, as I see this, can I have an epiphany and use my unnatural skill to look into other dimensions? Another dimension. Yeah, go ahead and roll a natural to see what other dimensions you can perceive from this spaceship. Can I have a, an epiphany and realize and, and not know what he's doing? Um, yeah, I have a 22. That is a 23. I fail. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. That is so close. You're just on the tip of your tongue. You can, yeah, you can tell us something strange about this. I'll say that you do recognize that this is not an aircraft. We're not going to get probed, right? Well, that depends. So you come as a... <laughs> <laughs> Make the right choice. Whoa. So you head into the spaceship and you immediately come as these greys are leading you forward into an intersection. The path continues straight ahead and this is where the greys are continuing to lead you, beckoning you along. You can also see branching side passages to the right and left. Which this way do we go? You oh, come this go way. way. No, come straight ahead. We're not going to get probed, right, Mr. Greyman? No, we would never probe anyone. No, no. Seems fishy. Fishy? Human intelligence. But, but, I succeed. Uh, go ahead and add 40 to that. I still... 78? Too bad. I still succeed. What'd you roll? I rolled a 38. What's your skill? My human intelligence? Yeah. 80. Fuck. All right, well, you can tell they've definitely been probing. Hmm. I'm going to roll and see if I enjoy that or not. Oh, wait, no, I don't. I'm not going to roll. I'm going to waltz back out of here. Wait, wait, wait. Seriously, we're not going to probe you. Don't go. We need help. Don't trapped. Look, okay, we probe sometimes, but not all the time. It's for science and shit. And shit. Yeah, exactly. Human intelligence again. Okay. <laughs> 29. Damn. All right. Yeah, you can tell he is telling the truth. He's not going to probe you. But he is being very honest in that they be probing. Fine. Fine. They legitimately want help freeing their dog because it is trapped. Okay. Okay. If you are going to probe me, just in case, probe him instead and not me. Sure, but seriously, we're not going to probe. We just need a little help. The door landed on our dog, and we just got to get the door off dog. What? On your... Okay, uh, okay. He's trapped. It's heavy door. I go go get heavy door. So you go straight. Seth, you go... You follow... uh, John, you follow him? Okay. So you continue through this gate ship, and after about five minutes of walking, then this is a 30 by 30 foot eight-sided crystal crystal on the outside, but you continue to walk for a good minute here. And I 
I, st- I, I, I increase it to a jog because I'm getting bored. Yeah. Yeah, you start running. Yeah, making good time. So instead of taking five minutes, it takes about two minutes to get into this huge room that's spherical, and uh, the surface all seem to be made of this this gray clay that's moist. It's like undried clay. And a very large chunk of this is built into a semicircle, like an arch, that comes up, and pieces of this arch are broken. They've been peeled off. And in thick strips, they are pinning a small, hideous creature to the ground. The creature is approximately about six feet long, not much bigger than a human being, but built some... It's built somewhat like a crab, composed of some sponge-like material covered in irregular spaced bits of chitinous exoskeleton. That is Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. The parts of its head appear to change colors as you watch from red to blue, back to red again. It has no offensive-looking teeth or claws that you can see, and immediately the grays go up to this piece of of broken arch that's pinning this dog to the ground and and they whimper and they try and lift but they are very they are as Little weak arch. as twinks they are very weak I'm a twink what? no I'm not gotta lift bro <laughs> I got my hefty crowbar that I have no idea where I got and I waltz up to it who knows why all these who left all these crowbars lying around on the ground? You're going to have to talk to Alex about that. You walk I, up. I, I pet the thing gently. Uh, It's going to emanate a, a whimper of like, you can tell it's trying to to mimic a dog, but it's, it's off a little bit. <laughs> all right. I'm going to use my crowbar to help me get the thing off of him. And I do that also. So strength. each of you, roll and strength uh, checks. I'm going to ask for a sanity roll, as just the bizarre anatomy of this thing is just really bent in your brain. But you well, my are... Sa- hmm? <laughs> I got a 97. Oh, 24. That would be a success. Uh, let me roll this. Let me uh, roll the other thing. What was it? Sanity? Yeah, D100. Oh, I succeed on that for some reason. Oh, wait. No, I don't. I lied. I failed them both. Ooh, bummer. So you're going to take a D3 on the sanity damage. What about me? Oh, and it looks like I, I actually none. don't... Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. I lose none. Uh, you, if you succeed in your sanity roll, you will lose one point of sanity damage, as this thing is bizarre beyond all get-out. And I should not have asked you for a strength roll. It looks like between the four of you working together, you're able to free the Mego from oh, okay. from the rubble. And okay, as I'm gonna roll the D. Continue. And as the last pieces of the sure. rubble, the arch is lifted away, freeing the dog from the ground. You watch the light that's been circling, this little ball of glowing luminescence, dart up and out, going out of the cavern. It is shooting away and leaving the ship. Hey, wait a minute. What was that light? Oh, no, please don't tell me I disconnect. No, you're fine. I was waiting for John to, oh. to respond. Oh, thank God. Everyone was so quiet. I thought I froze up again. That's the I, downside, yeah. Hmm? I just kind of look at where it went. So, as each of you are watching the little ball of light leave, the dog 
flies, these wings unfold from the back of it, and it takes Pardon? off in the opposite direction. It, a flying crab dog. Or a chameleon crab dog. Okay. You see these weird insectoid dragonfly-like, um... Yeah, dragonfly-like wings. Six of them unfold as it... Flies up and away. And as you were both looking at this ball of luminescence, it takes that opportunity as you're distracted to take off in the opposite direction. Uh, what were we here for besides the dog? We're here to save human lives. Oh, uh, I don't want any part of that. I'm going to go now. No, you stay here. I start waltzing. <laughs> So, at this point, the dog has fled. The two greys collapse to the ground unmoving. The ball, the ball of light, has completely taken off and left the ship. So you are left here to your own devices. Wait, no, I'm going to help the greys. Uh, what do I roll for this? Um, I see if I have some kind of stimulant drug in my first aid kit. I'm going to, yeah... I'm just going to roll first aid. Yeah. You know, checks they're not ble- uh, and bleeding, internally bleeding um, stuff. So the first thing you notice about these is... 16. Yep. So you're going through, you're looking for any kind of obvious injuries, bleeding, any kind of blunt force trauma, and you find nothing. And as you get some hands on them, you don't notice any kind of pulse, the anatomy, unless it's just so wildly different from ours is completely baffling to you. John, you're looking for a stimulant. You find a nice little baggie of cocaine. You got some Adderall. You also have some, I want to say, esketamine, but I'm not actually sure what that is. I can do a quick little Google search. I think that is uh, a new form of of ketamine, but the nasal form. So that's probably not what you want. It's used to treat depression. Yeah, ketamine can be used to treat depression, but it's kind of like a uh, painkiller, if I'm not mistaken. So you probably don't want that. So it you, is you also put that nasal. back in your pocket. Yeah, it's the nasal ketamine. So you you probably don't want that at this particular moment. But but yeah, you've got some. I'll say you got some uh, meth. You got some methamphetamine. What are you looking for? Something to bring them back to life. I cast True Resurrection on the Grace. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if I have some kind of caffeine injection. Are you just gonna put? You just gonna inject them with coffee? Yes. Oh no, poor creepy coffee. Ah. Oh. Nay. So you. Honestly, that's the safest thing to do right now because they might have very sensitive brain chemistry, and getting some foreign chemicals into that. I guess I'll roll intelligence to see on like what I can do in this situation. Yeah, sure, good. Roll intelligence. As so, John, you take out your heroin kit. You take out your needles and your injection syringe and taking out some of the saline. You put that into a spoon and mashing up some of the caffeine pills you have. Go ahead and light that and mix it up and taking it into the syringe. You go ahead and inject that into one of the grays and it does not move. It doesn't even bleed. Yep. Do they have blood? You're looking inside of it, and you give it another little poke and a bit of a slice, and 
No, it doesn't have any blood. No blood in there. Mm. Um, so you're going to succeed, and you immediately recognize that this thing is so alien and bizarre physiologically that there is no analog that you have to work off with to try and treat this thing medically. I'm not going to ask you for a sanity roll because it feels like in your alternate ego, I feel like there'd just be a whole other pool of sanity for this character to to be pulling from. But yeah, you can tell this is really on the borderline of like, okay, this thing isn't alive. It's not like a person person. I don't know how to tell you this, Hans, but uh, I don't think they're living anymore. And I don't think that we'll be able to treat them rest in peace so hans let's go save more human lives with air quotes and i um wait what was that ball of light again hans i believe it is some kind of ancient technology that is incomprehensible to us and will probably kill people do we find it yeah let's follow that damn it okay let's go hans that's what i'm gonna call you now because you're clearly not who you are who you were. I misheard you when you said my name is John, so I'm just calling you Hans. Ah, you understand, Mr. McLean, that we are here in Nakatomi Tower. My name is Albert. I understand your name's Albert, Mr. McLean. No, okay, so you guys start making your way back out of the spaceship, and you come to that same intersection, and you're not sure which way the little ball light went. Could have gone any direction. Which way do you, would you like to go? Would you like to go straight and leave the aircraft, or would you like to head down into one of these branching side passageways to explore? All right, gang, let's split up and look for clues. Cool. See you later. Wait, where are you going? I'm going in the opposite direction. And that is? Wherever you are going. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I go down the aircraft thing. I go up the aircraft. All right, so your options are left... Right and straight. I can't be straight. I have to go left. <laughs> All right, so you head left, and I'm assuming that means John goes right. All right, so. Yeah. Oh, yep. Well, that is appropriate. So, um, Seth. Yes. You emerge into a room that would have been to the right coming into the spaceship, but is to the left now. And from the intersection down the small corridor you come to a room with one singular light that shines down on a table straps a different leverage mechanism allows for a tilting at different angles all while illuminated by this single bulb from the ceiling and all around this room you see shelves different wall attachments for different bizarre medical tools and a human scale examination chair all these restraints these straps seem to to suck in a six to seven foot person it's strange clay walls all glow with this luminescent white fungus that clings to every surface in which these metal objects are silhouetted against not the probing room it's the probing room bro not the probing room. John. Yeah. You come to the last room, which has a cream color with six drawers set into the wall. 
piled on the floor of this room are human artifacts, personal items like watches, wallets, glasses, and such, dating back some almost 50 years. A random uh, piece of of uh, the stored items, you find a watch, which uh, engraved on it says, For Jenny, 10555. The watch is still running. Huh. And as you shift through the drawers, you find that each one of these drawers amid this junk has a hollow shape about the size of a gray. Is there any alcohol? It does have a bad, wet smell to it, but uh, no, it just smells plasticky. No booze. Actually, you know what? Give me a luck roll. Well. Yeah, no booze. Damn. it. <laughs> but yeah, after both of you have... Big thoroughly investigated and inspected each one of these rooms and the side branching passages you kind of meet up back at the same time and continue and emerge back out of the ship and with little else to do you start walking back through the graveyard of aircrafts towards the base and you immediately feel something's watching you you only catch John what did you see oh um uh, just nothing important it was it was a horde of junk. I found the probing room. Ooh, fun. Did you probe somebody? No. Okay, just checking if you're like that. Wait, huh? Huh? What? Each of you... Okay, Han. Each Not of you catches, you catches a glimpse of something that shudders into frame before disappearing. You see it in front of you for a moment, and you think, okay, I'll, I'll take another passage. I'll... And just, you know, in an impulse, each one of you turn in unison to take another direction around one of these large, old B-52s. And there it is in front of you. So you continue back on your original path. And then it's behind you. Wait, 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 no, stay away. I, I, I stop, uh, stand in one place, in one spot, and I, I try to grasp it, like, unnaturally or physically. You focus... And then you see it clearly. That same stop motion, shuddering forward. It doesn't smoothly move through the third dimension like you do. It's almost as if it's teleporting. Or as if you're watching film with chunks of it missing. You see very clearly, shuffling towards you through the darkness, something gigantic, a blasphemous form of a black thing that's not wholly ape. Not wholly insect. It hide its hide hung loosely about its frame, its rugose, dead-eyed rudiments of a head swaying drunkenly from side to side. Its forepaws were extended, talons spread wide, and its whole body was taut with a murderous malignity despite its utter lack of facial expression. Then suddenly it's there in front of you, not five feet away. Pew pew! You. How big is it? Oh, let me check. It's got a good size. It's got a size it's, of... It has seven inches. Yeah, <laughs> kick. Huh. Well, it doesn't say on that stat block. Let me see if it says on the other stat block. He's 15 feet tall and his name is uh, Jaquarius. Jaquarius? I don't know. I can't think of any name off the top of my head. So how... What's your guys' size? Uh, I... I think I have it down here. Oh wait, this isn't called Cthulhu. I didn't list my character's size. Uh, I 
I'm pretty. I'd say I'm pretty tall because I have. I'm. I'm pretty above average physically, so I'll say I'm like six two. Yep, Sam. That's what I was gonna say too. So it looks like size for um, an average six foot, six foot two human is gonna be like twelve or thirteen. This thing is twenty one, so it at least has a good four or five feet looming over you. It's it's quite big. Uh, uh, by the way, actually, I'm eight foot three. No, I'm kidding. I'm not the tallest man in the world, actually. So I look down on him. I think he's quite a bit taller than eight feet. He sounds more like 12 for 15. Damn. Yeah, he's a big boy. And he is going to kind of like have his featureless face open up into a huge toothy maw. And he's going to take a little nom nom on you. But I'm going to give you guys the initiative. What What are your guys' dexterities? 70. Both 70? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll keep it in alphabetical order then. I believe Our, J is yeah. before S, so John, you're up first. Mm, I run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! I'm going to outrun this being that walks through space. Uh, I run towards, um, towards the aircraft. This hyperdimensional entity, I can outrun it. Okay, so, yep, uh, Seth, you look over at this dimensional shampler, look back at John, look at the dimensional shampler, and then you look back at John, and he's gone. John gone. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna dash under it, and then whip out my pistol and shoot it in the dick. Give him the dick, Gerald! So, like, like right up and close and personal. Kill really up close and personal, if you know what I mean. Do I get the point blank bonus? Yes. Yay. 50, and then with the bonus, that's plus 20. Firearms. F. I can't find firearms. I'm blind. Help. Firearms is uh, at the bottom of column one. Column one? Oh, it is. Shit, you're right. I get the bonus. Is that a plus 40 bonus? Or 20? Point blank? I it's... think it'd be 20? Depending on if it's standing still. Um, point blank is 20. Standing it is still, standing still uh, right? Um, is 20. If you've been aiming for the turn before that, or like the whole turn, which you are not, then it would be plus 20. Yeah. It's so, so it's standing depending still, on how right? It, moves, it could be another plus 20. He oh, he would be standing, standing still, still. In le- if he wasn't trying to reach out with his entire jaw and unhinge it and then put you inside his mouth. So, nay. But you can have plus so 20. just plus 20. Yeah. I fail. Oh, God. Uh, and would you like to run away? Yeah. Okay, you go ahead and run in. What's your What's your movement? I don't know. I don't know. All right. It never told me when I was trying to look last time. Uh, I'll figure that out later. Uh, all right, so yeah, you both are fucking running away from the dimensional shambler as he tries to give you the old nominoms in this graveyard and chase you down. No, you cannot do that. Don't eat me alive, I wanna be your friend. Not really, but please just don't eat me. And as you guys look back towards it, it's gone. Oh no. Can I roll alert? Yep. Yeah. I would like to roll a natural to see if I can find it. I'll allow it. Go ahead and roll a natural, or you go ahead and roll alert, Seth. 
damn it. God damn it. I say. failed by a lot. You're pretty sure it's directly behind you. It's dug in your steps, but every time you look backwards, it's not there. Like Just to note, I only failed because I am alcohol deprived. Same. Which gives me minus 20 to all skills and checks. You guys have noticed that you are going in a circle. You are not able well, to make I'm a... actually going for a direction. What direction are you going? The aircrafts. My goal is to get inside an aircraft and use the firepower of like the mounted weapons these things have to like, get an advantage on this thing. Understood. So you start making your way over towards a more modern aircraft that you're hoping hasn't been decommissioned, still has some kind of active armaments on it. Go ahead and make me a luck roll to see if you can find something that just got here and hasn't completely been dismantled. Success. Wow. So you just happened yeah. to find Wait, an A-10 Warthog. Success. Oh my Wait, god. Success. Yep, so yes. you find a Warthog. Yep, and you find a fucking God's Own Killing Machine and find an A-10 that is just kitted out and still warm from being flown in. And you hop in that motherfucker and you're like, ho ho ho, what do we have here? Okay, so um, on the skills I have that could be relevant here, I have a 51% on heavy machinery, a 50% on drive, and 60% on being a mechanic, and 40% on being an electrician. So I'm pretty well equipped for flying and stuff like that. I'll say that using those skills, you're able to go through the ignition sequence and start getting this aircraft booted up, turned on, engine running, auxiliary air power, um, auxiliary power unit turned up, and you're able to get the onboard systems functional. Reading the section of the scenario that says we're here from the government and we're here to help. The scene with the snarf, 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 snarf. Okay, it doesn't actually give me a skill. Yes, it does. The skill is running away. It says the AH-64 Apache attack helicopter gunner has a skill of 65, but doesn't tell me what skill that is. Son of a bitch. Found out how the dissociative identity disorder thing works, so apparently I might <laughs> different memories as well. I should have known that actually. So Seth, give me a John. We're gonna say that that took pretty much your entire turn to get into the aircraft and get it going, get the controls for the. I'm not sure what kind of fucking. It's probably like a 50. Yeah, it's probably like a 50 cal machine gun. That the a warthog has, but it's probably it's probably fucking something ridiculous like that. Yeah, so you get at the controls of that and you start pointing it around. And that's gonna be your turn, Seth. Give me an alertness yeah. roll. Three. Perfect. I got three. So in a moment of clarity, you see John in front of you go into one of these aircraft and start booting it up. You see the wah. You see these jet engines whirring to life. All the lights come out in the cabin as this red death glow comes from the A-10 Warthog. And then you feel, directly behind you, some jaws clamp at the air. And you duck just in time as this thing sails over you in the stop, in the start-stop fashion. And you're able to duck and start sprinting towards your friend. As you make your way towards the aircraft he has brought online, 
you could bait the dimensional shambler towards the guns of John's aircraft. I could do that. Good bet. It could work. I'll, I'll do that. You full on start sprinting in his direction. Give me an athletics roll if that is a skill. I'll see. It is. Yeah, yeah. Athletics. Fuck. Damn it. I crit fail. You crit fail? 66. So you're sprinting. And your shoelace comes untied. And you trip. I forgot my athletics is a 30%. Yeah, well, you know, sprinting's hard, you know? It's like, you gotta stay in shape, and you, you can't just, that's like... That's acrobatics. So, as you... But that's not a skill. As you scrabble, and you try and pick yourself back up, you turn yourself over, and you see this thing shunt through the air. All of a sudden, it's right in front of you, and it reaches down, grabs your foot, and starts dragging you up into the air. That's gonna take a little bit of a chomp on ya. Pew pew pew. Yeah, you're just shooting it point blank, and it's taking those bullets right to the face. So, that's gonna oh, hit. I need, I need 2d6. Oh, me? Okay. No, I do. I oh. do. Oh, wow, the I... dimensional shambler inside of the of the handler guide is actually stronger than the one inside the module. The pistol that I have does 1d10. Hold on, Seth. We're going to go ahead and take the dimensional shambler's turn, and then and then you're going to go ahead and shoot him point blank in a moment. Yeah. So he only has a little bit less health. But... Oh, God. Oh, God, I need a d8, too? Fuck me. Okay, so... So this really weird toothy maw opens up in front of you, and he is going to go ahead and give you the chomp. Um, oh dear. No. Oh dear, that that was a bad... Well, that was a really good roll for me. So you're going to take 12 damage. I'm at 2 HP. So you pass out as this thing chomps straight through your guts, and starts ripping out your intestine and sucking them down like spaghetti noodles. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see if he's got any other super special abilities. Blood feast. Ooh, what's that do? A prone target that is bleeding significantly causes the shambler to enter a blood feast. Oh no. Quick as lightning, it seizes the victim and drains one point of strength per round from blood loss until the victim dies. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. Yum. God, I can taste your suffering. All right, so go ahead and subtract one from your strength as the mm, shambler mm, sucks you dry like a vampire. Aw, oh, if only he could suck me dry in the fun way. Hot. Okay, and uh, John, I'm going to ask you to make a sanity check as you bring the guns down on this dimensional shambler. You see your friend get torn almost in half as he bites directly through the midsection and just begins to slurp out the insides and take all the guts from Seth into the dimensional shambler. And you have a very... You crit fail? Yeah. 99! You are pretty sure that he's dead. You're almost certain. You can see the life leave Seth's eyes. You know... If he's dead, there's no point in holding back. You might as well just open fire and turn them all into red mist. 
Yeah, seems reasonable. Oh god. I am not one to meta game. Oh I know what no! My character knows. I feel so bad. This is not working out for Seth. All right, so I'm gonna ask Poor you Seth. to. Hmm? Poor Seth. Oh no! Goddamn, Delta, Delta Green proving very fucking deadly tonight. So, um, I'm gonna go ahead and ask you to give me a, a mechanics roll to fire this uh, this here A10 Warthog at your friend in the Dimensional Shambler. Hmm. Um. Hold on. This. I'm looking at weapons right now. Mm -hmm. Seeing what kind of stuff there is. Uh, I mean, operate heavy machinery. I forget what skills you said you had that would apply here. Probably uh, heavy machinery. machinery. Or heavy mm -hmm. weapons. This probably should be a fighter jet, right? Well, you're not actually flying the fighter jet and doing like a... Um, I know, a I'm just standing attack. there. Yeah, this kind of makes more sense to me of just like joystick over the machine gun into That's dimensional what I was thinking as well, but yeah. just checking to see. Yeah, it's not quite a pilot roll. Yeah, in this case I'd say heavy machinery or heavy weapons. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to know what I'm rolling for, what would the damage be? 46. Like is lethality 30%, 40%? Mm, let's see. And this is a projectile weapon, right? Lead. Lead bullets. Well, frankly, my 50 caliber machine guns only fire depleted uranium. But when I go shooting, I want to make sure I'm committing war crimes every time. I shoot death because I'm dead. Death. So it says that the Apache uh, attack helicopter gunner is going to do weapons damage of 46 per two yard radius. So we'll just stick with that, as this is inside the scenario. Okay. I fail. You fire. And it starts carving up some of the airplanes just to the right of Seth and the Dimensional Shambler. Gonna have to calibrate and get, get the... Uh, Get the gun pointed in the right direction. I'll give you advantage as you're kind of just lining. You're lining up this stream of continuous fire, and even though it's night, you do have the incendiary bullets to kind of tell you where you're firing. Seth, your move. You're got the option of trying to wrench yourself. Oh wait, no, you're unconscious. Fuck. Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't I just lose like 12 HP in one go? Yeah, you fucking unconscious as fuck. Fuck. Uh, oh man, I'm sorry, man. What? Do I roll to wake up? <laughs> you said I have advantage. Do I roll again? Um, you will in a second. Um, okay. Uh, the thing is next. Yep. Oh boy, that's unfortunate. So, Seth, this thing is gonna take you and it's gonna grab your arms of your limp body along with your legs and tear you in half. Goodbye, Seth. That's six damage. Yeah, your guts oh, rain no, down, <laughs> and you are now no, in two pieces. Nah, I'm not, I can I can recover from this. Ugh. You know what if? Um, how much unnatural skill do you have? You should have have at least two, two percent in your skill. I have three percent. Three percent, yeah. That isn't a lot. I'm dead. 
Yeah, I know. I had two HP, and then he did six extra more damage to me. I'm, I'm just dead. Yeah. yeah, he used Flailing Smash, and he's just taking these two halves of Seth and just beating them against the ground and then juicing all the blood into his gullet. And you are going to go ahead and walk this machine gun fire into the Dimensional Shambler. Wait, 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 wait no. As I see that, I want to take off. You want to fly the, away in your air you know, I, I just want to get some, get some distance, get some air. I don't okay we're gonna go ahead and switch this from a a10 warthog to a f35 and you're just gonna vertically take off into the sky why not so uh give me a pilot roll um, pilot can i can i use drive instead sure <laughs> because i don't have actual skill in the pilot skill yeah neither do i well, you know, the F-35 is such a uh, wonderful not-boondoggle of an aircraft that it's essentially the same as driving a Honda Corolla, a Toyota Corolla. Absolutely. It's actually it's actually just a flying Tesla. Well, that it's actually exactly would make it a thing. death machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. I fail. Bug out on autopilot. Oh, shit. Oh, I fail. All right, well... You're kind of listing off to one side. You're definitely not taking off totally straight up in the air, but it's not catastrophic yet. You can recover next turn, but How I'll say... I fire while I do this? Yeah, absolutely. Walk it on in. You've got um, advantage on your, on your roll to try and just pace this dimensional shambler. Advantage. If it's standing still, do I also get a plus 20? Go ahead and take plus 40. Plus for 40. Success. Can I roll again to see if I crit? Why would you roll twice? Because I have advantage. Advantage only gives you plus 20, right? So yeah, advantage in the system is a plus 20, and then uh, standing still is another plus 20 for a total of plus 40. Yeah, advantage is, uh, that's like D&D thing, where you roll twice and take the higher number. Okay. So you said 4d6? 4d6. 14. 14 damage? Yeah. My entire health pool. Yeah, you take some big old chunks out of it. You see rippling away out into this dimensional shambler. You take out a limb, you take out a leg. It is now squirming on the ground. Quite mad. So I'm going to need you to roll another drive check as you try and get this F-35 under control. And I'll ask for another attack roll as well at plus 40. Okay, so plus 22 my drive, that is 51. My drive skill is exactly 50, so I fail by one point. Ooh. All right, and how about that attack roll? Yeah, that's a success. So as the plane begins to careen over at a 45 degree angle, you start hearing warning signs and different sirens, klaxons, eject eject and just as the automatic uh, eject comes over the f-35 uh-oh yep you send another volley of 50 cal through the dimensional shambler go ahead and roll 46 14 again yeah you uh, just turn this dimensional shambler into a pool of blood indistinguishable from the smash piles that used to be seth there is nothing left of this dimensional shambler. And as the final klaxon sounds inside the cockpit, 
you watch as the glass cock, uh, canopy tries to slide back but fails because the F-35 is notorious for having a ejection seat that doesn't function properly and you lift off while the canopy is still locked into place and you bounce off of it your neck cracks give me a constitution roll to see if your neck breaks constitution constitution great and because I do not have alcohol it's a minus 20% right (laughs) sure so I need to roll at least 70 Jesus fuck oh my god holy fucking John, we die together. We started together, we die together. That is fuck. You know, this is a rough poker night here at the Planet Force Base. So, the... I would do it so good. That's a crit fail, you know. And it's the highest number possible on the D100. So, you know, in a way, this is a good news, bad news situation. The good news is, um, you break your neck. And immediately, all feeling leaves your body. You go completely numb as the ejection seat ignites below you and you are pointed completely parallel with the ground as the boosters fire underneath your seat. The parachute expands and opens up above you in a a burst of compressed air and you immediately shoot up through it as you corkscrew through about six or seven different airplane fuel tanks you go straight through the wings of an old uh i want to say like a old seaplane you go through like six or seven different prop planes and you're completely coated with avgas and jet fuel and as you roll over and over again onto the ground your chair sparks off some of this aluminum and you catch on fire and slowly burn to death over the next hour but you don't feel a thing but I can think, right? You're thinking... My mind is intact. You're, it is, indeed. In that case... You know, I did not acquire this 22% in unnatural for nothing. I acquired it in order to use it. And use it I will. Okay. <laughs> what do you use it for? I want to try to heal myself. Um, I want to uh, see if it works. Well, let's try it. How you try and heal yourself with the unnatural? You, you mean what kind of training I did? Yep, you tell me. How do you try and use your unnatural skills to heal your broken neck and burning, immolating body? Hmm. Well, the skills I've learned from... Oh, right. I, I fought a dimensional horror at one point. The... What was it called? The thing with the cultists that regenerated... That eight corpses that I threw grenades at until it died. Ah, Ron to Goth. But we were like five people in the session. I think that was Ron to Goth. That was the one where. Ron to Goth. Yeah, you beat the cop to death with baseball bats, and there was the statue that came to life that the rich people were feeding. I want to imitate that guy. I want to make myself more like this thing. Alright. And try to copy its regeneration ability. So this isn't going to be an easy roll. Uh, what's your skill in Unnatural? 22. 22, huh? Assuming that I don't really have the disadvantages from my disorder anymore because... I was going to give you a negative 40 now? because you're on fire and your neck's broken. 
but we'll just see, we'll make it a straight roll. So you think back to Rontagoth and how his crustacean form, encased in stone, was able to survive essentially any kind of destructive force. And you're going to go ahead and try and pull a uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Alright, man. Uh, go ahead and put on that vampire mask. Let's see if you can get an unnatural roll of below 22. And essentially 20%, like 1 in 5 of my character surviving. <sighs> 1 in 5. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god, yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> 17. All right. Nice. So to wrap it up, what ends up happening over the next day or two, helicopters, Apaches, heavy lift, Hercules aircraft fly in as the Blue Fly team comes in and starts rounding up all the remaining and surviving members of the Platte Air Force Base. It takes a few days for everyone to be debriefed and flown into extremely high-level medical facilities. And initially, combing through the wreckage, they completely miss not only Seth's body, but yours as well, John, as your body has completely crusted over with a thick layer of stone. You are found at the very end as different things are cataloged and the wreckage is sifted through. Your body is removed out of the harness of the F-35 and brought for examination to a highly secure location. An anonymous and unknown military base for observation where slowly, over weeks, the stone crumbles away, leaving a completely immaculate Arthur Green. And that'll end it for tonight's session. Rip Seth, I'll make a new character. We'll always remember you, Seth. That was my. That was the most fun I've had with a character in a while. Fucking dimensional shamblers, no fucking joke. Well, I'll thank you yeah, all very that... much for playing. Good night. Good night. Ooh. Yeah, thanks for the session. <laughs>